Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Happy Good Friday. Uh, seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I am Sean. This is my dumb little show. And uh, the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Lots to make our way through. Oh, good. tranny this, tranny, tranny story. Another tranny story. You know, I, 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 I was telling Trey, you know, right before he, before he went on the air for wearing rhyme, I'm like, at this point, and I'm I'm not I'm not you know I'm not joshing you. Okay, at this point, because I, I prep uh, for you know wearing rhyme on my gig, I prep uh, anywhere between I don't know six or seven stories a day. Okay, that, that's what I go on the air with. Uh, usually, uh, three of the big stories, whatever the big, big stories are that people are talking about, that folks are concerned about, and three dumbass stories, you know. <laughs> Or some days you, you, you go on the air and you got six stories that are all big stories, that are all important. So I let the news kind of de- determine that stuff. But I, I can tell you, and I told Trey this, you know, maybe over the past, within the past three or four weeks, on a daily basis in this country, there is so many, there are so many tranny stories that I got to cut tranny stories. I, I can't, and I'll tell you why, because I'm not going to go on the air and just talk about trannies. <laughs> I want to talk about some other stuff. Uh, and, uh, you know, mix it up a bit. Uh, and, and there are other things that are much more important than your freaking pronoun that we need to be discussing. And also, uh, I don't. I myself don't want to get burned out of it. I, I, I roughly on a daily basis now with what I go on the air, I gotta cut tranny stories because there's so many. I go on. I get ready to go on the air today. There's a you know I got I got uh, this uh, Title IX business with the administration uh, and public funding or fu- federal funding for public schools that d- you know you're, we're gonna we're gonna hold back your federal money. From your school or your school district, if you don't let tranny kids play with the girls, don't let dudes compete against girls. Will which is exactly what Obama did, if you remember back in the day, with another executive action, which he was famous for. Said if you don't let boys pee in the uh, girls' bathrooms, you're not getting any federal money. Remember that? Well, same playbook. Now it's with girls' sports. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner had some uh, additional comments in regards to uh, uh, boys uh, competing against girls and also, you know, the really class, high-class behavior of showing your giblets in the girls' locker room when you're a dude. Because that's great. That makes you a decent human being. Going in there as a fully functional human, you know, fully functional male in a girls' locker room with your stuff hanging out. Wow, you're a class act. So Caitlyn Jenner's getting some uh, some grief uh, from the trans community, which is always kind of funny. And, you know, there, there's a couple of other stories. Uh, uh, we have uh, Bibles being ripped up at Albany State or in Albany, New York, uh, at the university there uh, from folks who were upset that they wanted to shut down a free speech uh, event because I guess they're, you know, whatever, we're just fascists and it's all about hating trannies. And according to the... Uh, White House press secretary, uh, Corrine Jean Clouseau, man, uh, you know, they're under attack, baby. The trannies are under attack. There's another story where a dude won an Australian golf championship uh, uh, that was uh, a woman's, an all-female golf championship. That's the story I cut today. You got to make room. Uh, point being, it's so freaking prevalent right now. And I, I said this yesterday, and I'm going to say it again. If you'd have told me 10 years ago, and I was working here 10 years ago, that the litmus test for the new fascist state, how they're going to separate the good citizens from the canceled people, from the haters, the people that need to be in the camps, would be uh, how you feel about trans issues that have laughed in your face and spit in your eye. And yet here we are. That's the one. It ain't climate change, which is what I always thought it would be. And don't get me wrong, they're still using climate change to stuff their own offshore bank accounts and make our lives freaking miserable. But it ain't the litmus test. I thought maybe it was Black Lives Matter. I thought it was maybe the race thing. 
The defund the police thing. Maybe that's going to be the litmus test, right? That'll be the standard. You know, are you an ally? Are you a honky ally or a honky racist? And no, no, it wasn't any of that. I mean, that stuff's all still in play. Don't get me wrong. No. (laughs) The question that determines your place in American society at this point, uh, from the perspective of a lot of people, is how you feel about the genital mutilation of children, which travels right now under the uh the the crap label of uh uh gender uh what is it gender ch- uh uh kids gender care or something like that gender affirming care for children so if you don't believe that little kids shouldn't be mutilated by hormone blockers and surgeries uh well you're not towing the line you're not a proper citizen you're a threat you're a domestic terrorist how do you feel about boys competing against girls in sports? If you're not for it, well, wow, you're unpleasant. We might have to disappear your ass. Trannyism. That that's what it comes to. That's <laughs> it's not the it's not how you feel about immigration. It's not how you feel about the border. Yeah. It's not whether you believe in God or not, although Christians are in the crosshairs. Because we Christians are just brimming with hatred, aren't we? Just brimming with frothy hatred for the trans community, and we're attacking. They're under attack, man. Bullcrap. Right now, if you're a tranny, you're the number one citizen in, the, in America. If you're trans, you are beloved in this country right now. You're the coolest person in the room. You get big, fat, stinking endorsement deals for Nike and, and, and for beer products. You got your own TV shows. You're influencing people by the millions. If you're a tranny kid in any given school, and I, I'm sorry, I use that term loosely because I don't believe there are tranny kids. There are kids who are being, uh, you know, indoctrinated and encouraged, uh, you know, by mommy and daddy and by school administrators and blah 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 that they are trans. But no, there's no such thing as trans kids. Sorry. But if you are somebody who identifies as a trans kid, wow, the influence you wield in your school as far as where you want to pee, where you want to get freaking naked, what sport you want to play, that's it, man. That's the litmus. That's what That's what it's going to come down to. I've been saying for years, you can see it on the horizon. There's going to come a point in this country, and Orwell called it, going to come a point in this country. Well, and you could toss some Book of Revelation stuff in there, too, about the Mark of the Beast and all that stuff. It is Good Friday. Got to toss that in there. But, you know, the, the question, remember, I don't know if you're not a Monty Python, Python fan, you won't get this, but in the uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, remember the Bridge of Death? Bridge of Death is this, you know, crappy rope bridge across this just, you know, vast chasm. And there's an old fart, a crazy old dude standing at one end of the bridge, right? James, you know the the, the movie. And in order to cross the bridge, you have to answer these questions three. What is your favorite color? You know, and he, and he asks some questions. And if you answer incorrectly, you get shot up into the, you fall into the chasm and die. We're kind of there in America. What do you think about boys and girls sports? What do you think about children being, you know, operated on and having their penises removed? Answer correctly. Or life is going to change for you. That's where we are. Dudes wearing dresses. It all comes. To, <laughs> this is what it all comes down to, man. And oh, holy crap! The I'm a, I don't. I don't think the the loudest voices speak for all transgendered people in this country. There is a. There, there's a couple of groups out there that are struggling to find a voice in this mess. Uh, one, I think one is gays against grooming. These are uh, gay men who are coming out, gay people who are saying, we don't approve of this, these queen shows, and drag shows in school and the books and all that stuff. I don't know that I've heard a, a real distinct cry from the trans community against this stuff. You do hear from people here and there, if you can find them, when they're not being shunned by their own community. Folks who went through the transition stuff when they were younger came out the other side of it. Now they're in their late teens, early 20s, and they, 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 uh, their lives are ruined. 
We can't transition back. Uh, so, you know, this is, this is the topic du jour of, of the day here in America. It, it's silly, frankly. It's surreal. It's obnoxious as hell. And right now it's getting violent. Colorado Springs, Colorado, where I, I used to live there. So in fact, that's uh, one of my uh, earliest talk radio jobs, KVOR in, in Colorado Springs. Dude who's, you know, claims he's a woman, uh, had a hit list, was going to kill a bunch of people, uh, had a copy, of the, as Trey pointed out, had a copy of the Communist Manifesto in his possession, uh, told people, I guess told people he was going to kill a bunch of people. And I do, I, I'm sorry, I use the biological pronouns, and if you don't like that, I don't care. Dude was going to kill a lot of people because he's trans, and I don't know, he doesn't have a voice. No, he's a freaking psychopath. Thankfully, they got that guy before he did a, a shoot him up But when you have the populist rhetoric surrounding the trans community in the wake of Nashville, oddly enough, is now Tranny's got to start fighting back. You're seeing all the memes with a with a, a guy in a dress with a with an AK. Suddenly, uh, AR-15s are really popular on the left. Suddenly, they love them, man. Got to fight back, got to fight back, got to fight back. Well, you know what? Uh, When a psycho hears that, that's precisely what they're going to do. So expect more to come. 210-599-5555. I'm lit up. And we are going to do some Easter talk. We'll talk some Easter stuff uh, next hour uh, and end the week on a a positive note. Uh, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I do know who this is. James is messing with me uh, with the bumper music to see if I know what it is, who it is. And I do know who it is. I can see him in my head. And uh, I think I've seen him live. And in fact, didn't his fancy guitar get stolen? Uh, is it Dale? Is his name Dale or something? No. But he's the guy who kind of uh, invented this kind of surfy guitar riff. Don Morgan, you know who this is? It's Dick Dale. Dick Dale. Oh, I did get the Dale right. I yeah. did. I saw him, and we're talking about Colorado. It's Colorado Day. I, I saw him in Colorado. Didn't I? He's still alive, right? Didn't I? Yes, I don't know. Don, I, didn't, I, I didn't know you. No, you no, wait. I'm thinking of somebody else. No, I'm Dick Dale's not I, I got to look it up. No, I'm thinking of somebody else. Richard. I'm talking out of my butt. You know, it, it is Easter weekend, and one of the things I've learned to do in regards to my belief and faith in Jesus is to not be so full of crap. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. one thing I've embraced, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit more next hour on the, you know, give a, talk about Easter stuff, is that I am embracing and wrapping my arms around the stuff that I don't know instead of trying to. T- I think these days in America, we all talk out of our ass so much. People talk out of their butts so much. Not not you, not you guys, but I mean no, I in know. general. We just, you know, and I think it's a off it's a it's a it's a side effect of the, of this of social media and of, of the way we communicate. That's what I was I think people are largely full of crap. I was going to say on my Facebook post whenever I post something that might be controversial, I say if I'm wrong, tell me and I'll admit it. Right. I'm trying to get people to just be able to say, "Oh, I was wrong." Well, yeah, and I, you know, and I, I know this that that being somebody who runs his mouth a lot, I sometimes will try to riff on stuff in my personal life. Like my my wife will ask me about a song, and I'll start riffing like I know something about the guy <laughs> who recorded the song, and I absolutely don't. And so now I, I've just learned the value and the wisdom of being able to say, you know what, I don't know. <laughs> it's okay, people. You can say I was wrong, and you can say well, it, I don't know. It's like we we're talking earlier about in the week about Nuremberg, and now he's for Prop Eight or what have you, and what's going to happen next. Like you know, I don't know. When they indicted Trump, when the arraignment was coming up, and everybody's making their predictions, what's going to happen? I'm like, I don't know, because I don't. And and the thing to remember about, and you know this, the light, our lives in 2023. Uh, a lot of the stuff is, I call it, the, it's a Shakespearean at the undiscovered country because a lot of the stuff is going on for the first time in America, and I don't know how it's going to play out. 
I don't know any more than you do in that regard. All I got are my opinions and my reactions to stuff. Uh, 210-599-5555. Um, oh, and also, uh, I want to thank everybody who, who uh, was showing support for the, uh, for the Gunslingers. They're going to be playing at the Freeman Coliseum uh, tomorrow night. Kickoff is at 6 p.m. They're going up against the Cobras. And I uh, am now uh, bound by holy matrimony to make sure my wife gets to one of these because she really wants to go. And I think it's very – it looks interesting. I'm not a huge football guy, but it looks interesting. Moves pretty fast. Moves – the pacing is a lot quicker. Right. There's a lot more stuff going on around the game apparently. Yeah. And I was going to give some away today, but we the interest was so high that all the <laughs> all the all the, the 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 ticket packages we have are already gone. Uh, but thank you for your for your interest. And uh, if you're going to the game tomorrow uh, on Monday, call me up and let me know what it, how how if you enjoyed it and how what it was like. We just had a caller asking how he picks up his ticket, so everybody's excited about yeah. this. Yeah, so cool. You know, thanks for your for your interest. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing a game at some point. I can't go this weekend for for some reasons. Uh, good stuff going on uh, on the home front, but we are going to go very very soon to see the Gunslingers. Nine twenty eight on News Talk five fifty KTSa. Info at your beck and call. The stunning developments. Stay tuned for updates. Just tell your smart device to play KTSa. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Phone lines are open 210-599-5555. God, I just saw the stoop. The dumbest. I, just, I am looking at the dumbest story of the day, and I, I this is not a big news new story, but I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta throw this out there real quick. Because <laughs> uh, it kind of plays into a lot of the weird crap that we're already talking about. John Leguizamo. Am I saying that correctly? Not that I care. No, it doesn't matter how you pronounce it. How do you say it? His dopey dopey ass name. How do you say the guy's last name? Leguizamo. Leguizamo. John John Lejeune. John, (laughs) not John Legend. Johnny uh, Legs. Right, Johnny Johnny Legs. Johnny Legs. This is earth-shattering news. Don, I can't believe you haven't already covered this. John Leguizamo. John Linguini is boycotting the super the new Super Mario's brother oh, move, brothers movie. Oh, he's boycotting it. He's not gonna see it. He famously, well, infamously starred in the ninety played Luigi in the nineteen ninety three version of Super Mario Brothers, a movie that one of my favorite act- actual actors, Bob Hoskins, is deeply ashamed of to this day. Unless he's dead. I'm not sure if he is. I know if Bob's still around. Um, the su- he says the new Super Mario Brothers movie has no inclusion. They didn't cast any Hispanic a- actors to play any Hispanic characters. <laughs> Did he actually use the word Hispanic? No, that's my word. Oh, okay. There isn't any Hispanics in Mario Brothers. There's no Lat- Latinxes in uh, Super Mario Brothers. Listen to this, just the eloquence of John Leggy, whatever. They could have included a Latin character like I was groundbreaking, and then they stopped the groundbreaking. Oh they messed up the inclusion. They disincluded. Just cast some Latin folks. We're 20% of the population. Okay, first off, John, the first movie sucked. The first movie was freaking horrible. The new movie's probably going to be freaking horrible, too. Mm-hmm. But here's my issue with John Linguiziamo. Johnny, Ling, Johnny Legs. Linguistics. He's all about Hispanic inclusion. Uh, John in, famously played a French dwarf uh, in Moulin Rouge, which probably could have been played much better by somebody who actually has dwarfism. Because watching fully grown people bounce around on their freaking knees is kind of silly looking. And I'm not one. I'm not that guy that says everybody has to be who they're portraying. Right. But John has made a nice career of not playing Hispanics. He he played a French dwarf. He played Toulouse Lautrec in Moulin Rouge, famous French pr- uh, painter with uh, with dwarfism. Uh, in in the movie of of qu- in question now, the Super Mario Brothers, 
He's playing Luigi. He's playing an Italian guy. <laughs> Luigi. Where is the outrage from the order sons of Italy where, and America? Where, where's the, where's the cultural outrage? appropriation? You know, why are they coming forward? I mean, I, in other words, John thinks so highly of himself that he thinks that if he boycotts a stupid movie that is a remake of an even dumber movie, that somehow that's going to have an impact on the lives of Hispanics in America. It's like, no, John, probably no one's going to see this stupid movie, just like they didn't see your stupid movie, man. But they messed up the inc- they messed up the inclusion. He should apologize for the movie The Pest. That was the worst movie I've he, ever seen. He should apologize for that. He should apologize for Spawn, which was an abomination on celluloid, where he played the fat, weird clown. When does that guy ever play a Hispanic? John Leguizzi, Leguizzi, whatever the hell. Apparently, he himself hates playing Hispanics because he never plays one. Yeah, in Carlito's way, he was Puerto Rican. He was Puerto Rican. But I don't know any Puerto Rican Leguizamos. Well, that was also a movie that starred Italian-ass Al Pacino as a, as a, I'm the last of the Mo-Ricans. Remember that line? <laughs> Good Lord, Leguizamo, shut up. Just shut up, dude. Just get paid to make your stupid movies, man. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. People in this particular moment in history where they're worried about the economic future, prices of everything's going up, how many people are not coloring Easter eggs this year because they don't have the extra money to buy the freaking eggs? People aren't sitting around going, you know, I really hope that new Super Mario's brother has some Mexicans in it. You know, I really hope so. And hopefully trans-Mexicans. Is there <laughs> such a thing as trans-Mex? Can we get some trans-Mex in there and, uh, for in, for inclusivity's sake? Is that like Tex-Mex? It's like Tex-Mex. Oh, okay. It's just with gender. Okay? Oh, okay. It's just gotcha, instead gotcha. of green or red salsa, boy <laughs> or girl, you know, it's the same thing. It's, it's trans-Mex. So. Is there a Hispanic character in the Mario Brothers games? I don't know. I've, no, never, play, I've never played the stupid game. There's a turtle? There's a turtle. Are there any turtles cast in this movie? <laughs> there's a Bowser who's Where's a the uh, amphibian factor? I mean, were you dissing amphibians in this movie? And then the princess is obviously white. Uh-huh. Well, but she's racist and deserves everything she gets. Well, she should be trans. <laughs> she should be trans. If you're white and you're if you're a white straight Christian male, understand all you got to do is put on a dress and people will leave you alone. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a break. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. When do you listen to five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one? As soon as I uh, get up in the morning. A morning of news and information starts a great day. Traffic reports. The national and local news. Sports. The KTSA morning news with Trey Ware at five a.m. Makes my morning. Followed by Ware and Rima at seven. Only on News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Do some Easter talk when we get back at 10.05. Um, wow, yesterday, uh, the guy who puts the rear in Rear Admiral, uh, Admiral John Kirby, he's, he's a lion ass. He really is. Uh, he, he, technically he's the NS, uh, NCS spokesman, but he, he, he does Kareem's job when she can't really handle it. You know, he's a white savior. He, he rolled when, 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 uh, questions are a little too dicey for the inept black lesbian. Uh, the white guy comes in and saves the day. These are all Democrats. <laughs> and yesterday, wow, yeah, the the bad stuff that happened when we pulled out of Afghanistan. Were you aware that was Donald Trump's fault? Uh, unde- it's undeniable, according to John Kirby, unfreaking deniable. In other words, and this is what Democrats do a lot. You know, there's no room for debate here. It's an established fact. It's you can't deny what I'm about to say is true. It's undeniable that decisions made and the lack of planning done by the previous administration significantly limited options available to Joe Biden. What bilious crap that is. 
Um, is it undeniable that there was there any was there any preparation to lobbing that missile at the guy with his kids just transporting some water for some thirsty folks? Disgusting, man. John Kirby also says he's proud of how we left Afghanistan. I didn't hear the specific part, but we, Trey was talking about aware in Rima that uh, I guess he's claiming that all the equipment we let Peter Ducey asked him about, about all the equipment we left behind. Apparently, that wasn't ours; <laughs> somebody else's. We got it at Sears, you know, on on a on an installment plan. You know what I mean? We bought all that stuff at Sears on a credit card. It wasn't our stuff though. We bought it for somebody else. It wasn't our stuff. No, what a lot. That's it's undeniable that wasn't our stuff. In fact. Everything that I say is undeniable, even if it's bullcrap. Well, you tell that to the families of those folks who who died that day because of a terrorist attack that uh, it took place only because of your president who, no, had no plan. Trump had, we, it's a matter of record, there was a plan. It was a conditional withdrawal. It was supposed to happen in layers. In fact, I, as I remember it, Trump was going to get the munitions out of there first and then start moving the people out, including many of our allies. And, and I, uh, you know, I, I have a good friend who works for the State Department, who works every day trying to get folks back stateside who are stuck over there, who helped us, and whose lives are in danger if they're alive at all. But it was Trump's fault. I saw, I, I wonder, I, I got a new friend, a guy I met yesterday. I wonder how he feels about this stuff. Uh, I live on the northwest side, you know, and I, 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 I live on New Gilbo Road. I mean, it's common knowledge. I mean, and I, when I get off the air, I have this little tradition, especially right now I'm writing a book of short poems, a book of haiku. And so I get off the air and I, uh, before I go home, I roll down to the Circle K and I sit and sometimes I do the 7-Eleven. Don't want you to always know where I am. And I write a couple of short poems. I write a couple of haiku for the day. And then I go home and hang out with my wife for the rest of the day into the evening. That's my life. And I'm sitting there yesterday, and it's cold as crap for South Texas, and it's raining. And I see somebody walking alongside the road. I see a guy walking alongside the road, and he appears to be carrying something. Just all by himself in the cold and the rain. He was a guy wearing an American veteran's hat, ball cap, wearing camo- not camouflage. He had a, he had a military-style winter jacket on and a full-sized American flag. Just walking down New Gilbo Road <laughs> in the rain with an American flag. Watched him walk down to where the road would, uh, would uh, go on to, or crosses under 1604, and he, he turned around and walked right back up New Gilbo with a, with a massive American flag trailing behind him. I'm like, wow, he just wants to do that, doesn't he? He feels something's threatened here. He feels something's going wrong. This American military vet felt compelled to just let everybody see the American flag, so he took a walk. Trying to think of the last time I did something like that because I was just so convicted. I would walk through the rain to just let people see something or to make a statement. So I, 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 I turned on my car and I drove up to him. <laughs> I backed up traffic for about uh, a full minute, pulled up alongside the guy, rolled down my window, asked him what his name was. He said it was Richard. Uh, shook his hand. I thanked him for his service. He said, you know, I wish I could still be doing it. In other words, I wish I could still be out there getting shot at, you know, risking my life to, to preserve freedoms, simple human freedom, because that's really what this country is all about, isn't it? Just simple human freedom. At the end of the day, that is the American ideal. That's the American dream. Everything American hinges on that one idea, human freedom. And I, I, I just was blown. I just, wow, dude, just walking through the rain with an American flag. God bless you. God bless you, Richard, if you're out there. At least somebody gives a damn. Because you know what? This whole trip is going south, man, and not in a fun way. We got to start paying attention. And thank God for guys, for American veterans like Richard, 
who take the time out of their day with whatever job they work or whatever their life's all about, whatever the details and circumstances and stresses are that are on them. And if you're an American combat veteran like this gentleman was, his hat said uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom, there's probably a whole lot of other things that dude could have been doing yesterday than walking through the stinking rain with a stinking flag, with an American flag. And yet there he was. It's impressive. But then again, our military folks are impressive people who are currently uh, being shoved out the back door by their own leadership with all this woke crap. So anyway, I just want to give a shout out for Richard. Richard, you rock, man. God bless you and God bless America. Uh, we'll take a little break again next hour. We'll do some. Uh, and I took a picture of him. I, I, I'm not going to put it on social media, but I, I, I took his picture because I want to use it in my poetry book. So I got his name and his phone number. So I, you know, you might have. That's an odd thing to say to an American combat vet. Can I put you in my haiku book? <laughs> you know, oh, I want to use your picture in my haiku book. So, just a very cool moment where, once again, uh, God sends an angel to give you some perspective. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Again, last hour of the week. I'll be doing some Easter stuff this week, this hour. So let's uh, shovel out some more bullcrap in the news, though, before we get there. Like to clear the decks before I start talking about Easter. Uh, and we're going to play some audio uh, that James has uh, coming up here in a minute. But uh, on Tuesday, well, let me preface it. Let me let me preface this and with a with a thesis statement. Uh, I've said for a long time that when it comes to w- what we used to call political correctness, and now it's wokeism or what have you, we've always said you know there's going to come. You you may think. That having a D at the end of your name, that being a, a, a card-carrying Democrat and a proud progressive or liberal or whatever the name is, the label is that you're using right now, you might think that that stuff somehow mystically shields you from radicalism uh, because you have the proper set of opinions. Well, you're wrong. They'll come for you at some point, too. We have two examples here. Uh, one at the State University of New York at Albany. Uh, Ian Hayworth, who was a conservative co- conservative commentator and writer, I, I don't know much about him, I don't follow him, but he's a, he's a fairly conservative guy, was invited to this campus Tuesday night by Turning Point USA, and I know a little bit about them, they're, not, they're a pretty good bunch of people, uh, and it was supposed to be a free speech on college campuses discussion, discussing the state of affairs of free speech on the American campus, and baby, uh, there was a time in my memory, because I know even when I was in college, and I only went to a stinking community college just down the street from my high school for a couple of years, that the college campus is where you used to go for free speech, for to hear all kinds of opinions. You know, my, my little group of college friends was were still friends to this day, uh, and some of us were Americans, some of us were Pakistanis, some of us were Hindus, some of us were, you know, uh, Korean. I mean, it was a very diverse group, and every opinion under the sun was discussed amongst my circle of friends in college. And, and with the professors, it was just it was a place you went to hear opinions and points of view that you might not have known about before. That's all gone, for the most part. So here we have an event meant to have this very debate, the very discussion about free speech on campus, and a bunch of pukes show up. They shout the guy down. Trans rights are human rights. Blank you, uh, Ian. Blank you, you fascists, say people who are acting like fascists. In fact, Hayworth even called it irony. Uh, apparently they were expressing their queer rage, according to the group. Uh, one person who had come to this event to just participate and watch had a Bible with him, and uh, one of these little, sorry, bastards took the Bible and ripped it up. Uh, but they did eat the free pizza. 
All right. You know what? They didn't actually get around to having their discussion on free speech. But there you go. There's the state of free speech in America. You know what? We're going to come and shut you down. We're going to scream profanities until you can't be heard, you fascist. And we're going to rip up your holy book. And on top of everything else, we're going to eat the damn free pizza. You know what? If you think the event shouldn't take place, have some class and don't eat the freaking pizza. Holy crap. Young people are highly overrated these days. <laughs> now, and so and so, this is a guy who's a conservative guy, right? Ian Hayworth, he's a conservative guy. Well, on Monday night, you had uh, another uh, person uh, known as Nancy Pelosi, former Speaker of the House. Uh, and she's at an event uh, in New York at the uh, City University of New York Graduate Center. She appeared with Paul Krugman. And I, I'm i not even sure what they were there to talk about, but a whole bunch of protesters showed up as well and started uh, going after Nancy Pelosi. Play some of that fascinating audio. Pelosi, that's a very good place for you in the depths of hell. Because there's so many... Wow. Yeah. Yeah, baby. How's it feel? Called her a sad old drunk at one point. Wow. So it's it's really funny to watch because the look on Pelosi's face is, you know, a guy like Ian Hayworth kind of expects this. You know what I mean? If you're a conservative person who is invited to campuses these days like nikki haley i think she said she wasn't going to do it anymore because you know these people are going to show up but you know what you got to keep showing up don't let them win but a guy like ian hayworth going into that sitch kind of knows you know he's got to know that stuff's going to be coming his way in one form or another pelosi the look on her face james did you actually watch the video the look on her face is she is just in complete disbelief hey congresswoman I came to see a warmonger, but you're a sad old drunk. What <laughs> As a former sad old drunk, boy, that hurts some people level that crap at. When people start calling you a sad old drunk, ooh, boy. Don Hank was always never going to work. If we don't deal with the $600 trillion in derivatives, then there's no chance for this economy. Don't you see it all fail? We're talking about the debt. They're talking about Ukraine. Uh, ALC uh, got uh, a bunch of folks that showed up to one of her events recently because of the same thing. They're talking about Ukraine. They're calling Nancy Pelosi a warmonger and a sad old drunk. Uh, and, and, and I didn't get the feeling that the people who were screaming and yelling about Nancy Pelosi were people on the right. These are anti-war people who who see her as being a part of this whole uh, military uh, complex uh, uh, where it's all about the contracts and all about people making money behind the scenes, selling hardware. Uh, th- nobody is really getting why we're still in Ukraine and why we keep sending them just billions upon billions upon billions of dollars. And even the uh, the people on the left are getting pissed off. And they went after Nancy Pelosi. And then you land your plane in Taiwan. We want a war with China at the same time. We want to all have nuclear bombs dropped on our heads. We live in Manhattan. I'm asking to leave. Thank you. Oh, okay. By the way, Lyndon LaRouche is back in a big way, and I'm here on behalf of everybody who loves peace and not war with Russia. So they they shuffle those people off, but, you know, in Albany, they're celebrated. In another part of New York State, they're celebrated. Oh, they're brave American protesters. How dare they look cross-eyed at Nancy Pelosi, that sad old drunk. You just, and and plus, don't you kind of know? I've been a drinker my whole life. A heavy drinker can recognize another. I don't drink anymore. Thank you, Jesus. In fact, I'm going to talk about that coming up in a little bit. But James, when you see somebody else who's like a lifelong boozer, can't you can tell. You know the signs, man. Usually when I'm brushing my teeth. <laughs> just kidding. Well, I know the feeling. But Nancy <laughs> Pelosi, you know her and Paul, man, just tie it on, man. 
they do it so they can tolerate each other. I Probably. guarantee that. Probably. There was no snuggle Pelosi time between the two of them. Yeah, booze hounds. They vacation together. I mean, separate. There's, yeah. there's none of that. Because he's sitting alone in the house in California getting snockered, and she's sitting in whatever hotel room she's in, or apartment she's getting snockered in. I came to see a warmonger, but you're a sad old drug. Sad old drug, Nanners. How's that make you feel? Sad. She is. You can just see the watery eyes, you know, the the haggard, uh, the wrinkles, the haggard face. She just wants Italy to come as soon as possible. She Isn't wants that... to be the ambassador to yeah. Italy. She can drink really fancy Italian wine and get schnockered on with that. And be as far away from Paul as possible. Yeah, sad old Paul and these people showed up to her event. It is kind of it because you know what. When it comes to the folks on the left, they when you you start pro when they, when the same people that would go after a guy like Ian Hayworth show up and start going after her, they they just don't know how to react. <laughs> no, no, you're supposed to yell at other people, not me. I'm Nancy. I'm with you. You know, well, how'd that work out for you on Monday? Here's John. John, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm wet and cold, but all good. <laughs> hey, uh, so I was curious, if you could find Richard, the guy you saw walking down the street with the flag, get him on the air, man. Either bring him in studio or put him on the phone. I'm, I'm probably going to do really that. Uh, you know, like I said, originally I was I was writing at the time, so I, I, I I'm, this book I'm doing right now, I'm doing a lot of photography for. Yeah. And I just want a picture of the guy with his flag. It was an amazing image of just this man walking down the street with an American flag in the cold and wet. I know. I'm uh, really curious to hear his story. I am too. You know, like I said, I couldn't really talk to him very long because I stopped. I pulled. I stopped to to talk to him, and I'm backing up traffic on New Gilbo and getting honked at. Yeah, you're. I felt like going. Guy. He's an American patriot, man. Give him a break. <laughs> you can wait, dude. The Walmart ain't going nowhere. But, you know, it was really cool. I'll try to get him. I will. I'm going to get him on the air. So we'll do that. Awesome. Thank All you, right. Sean. I love you. Love you too, man. Thank you. Call me. 210-599. You're, you're a true San Antonian now. Why? What? You hold up traffic for whatever you want. That's impressive. <laughs> ah, I did. I had a dude in a big white F-150 behind me honking on that horn. I'm like, I'm talking. Talking to the dude, man. Go around. I am New Gilbo Road. Remember who you're talking to, pal. Remember who you're honking at, man. All right. Anyway, sorry. Two one zero five. It ain't all that. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a break. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSa. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk five fifty KTSa and FM one zero seven one. Yeah, we're back. Twenty one minutes after ten. Nah, I'm Sean. You know, I called something. I, I gotta, I gotta toot my own horn here for a second. I'm gonna toot my own horn. Mom always told me that make me go blind, but I'm gonna do it anyway. I called it, man. I, I didn't watch the stupid Piers Morgan, Stormy Daniels interview last night. It would drop last night on Fox Nation. It was an hour and a half that Piers Morgan gave Stormy Daniels, which in any other situation would cost you a lot of money. And I said yesterday, and my guys here are my witnesses. I said yesterday, I said when they do it, when we see the interview with Stormy Daniels, you're going to be able to see her. They're going to keep her boobs in frame. And they're going to have her. She's Stormy Daniels. She's all she is is a talking pair of boobs. They're going to have her boobs in frame. You know what? I, I, I watched just enough of that stinking interview yesterday. Guess what? Her boobs were in frame. Where can I find it? See how you are. Her boobs were unframed on. <laughs> He's trying so hard to do his job, and here I am being a schmuck. I'm just saying, when Piers Morgan was interviewing Stormy Daniels, as I said yesterday, they're not going to be a not going to be a tight shot where you don't see anything below the neck. There, the boobs are going to be in frame the entire time, and damn it, they were. You're looking it up right now, aren't you? No, actually, well, James not. is. Yeah, James Wood. <laughs> you see it. Well, there was the joke. I'm just... Well, there was. We're not going to touch that one. Thank James God. Wood. I'm, He's I'm just, an actor. He's an actor. I'm just saying... <laughs> nobody cares what Stormy Daniels thinks or says. If anybody who knows Stormy Daniels is listening, we don't care what you think or say. We just want to look at your boobs. And so did Pier, Piers Morgan. 
Piers Morgan sat there for 90 minutes. That's why the interview actually went on for 90 minutes. The actual interview was only 48 right. seconds. Yeah. But they stretched it out so yeah. they could keep the camera right. on her boobs. Because Piers Morgan has never been around a woman that hot before. No, he probably you know, look at so he You think he has? Him. He spent most of, his, most of his time in the U.K. You ever yeah. see those chicks? Ooh. Well, I just offended all those people. That's not necessarily true. I'm just saying there's Elizabeth a lot of freckles. I'm just lady. saying there's a lot of freckles in the UK. That's all. All right. It's a lot of freckles. And there's Pierce or Piers. Piers. I was thinking of Brosden. He gets he gets totally different kinds of interviews with hot chicks. I'm just saying there's Piers Morgan and the there's what is the content what is the value of a 90 minute interview 90 minutes with Stormy Daniels other than to you know. Look at her boobs. All right, I just, I just said it. <laughs> I, went, I didn't look at the interview, but I wonder if they had to edit out like anything like, uh, Stormy, could you now tell us the breast of uh, the rest of the... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm being such a boob. But I, 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 if you could, um, you know, because you know the guy was, looking. He was no, looking. No need to call me Mr. Morgan. You can call me Pears. I mean, Pears. <laughs> well, you know, we have to Pears. go... <laughs> We need to be fair and go, <laughs> you know, and go tit for tat. Hey, oh, oh, boy, on, dude, oh. dude. Oh, God. Well, I'm glad you got that off your chest. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Stormy. You were saying. I totally lost track of what you were saying. So, anyway, I missed that. Eyes up here, mister. No, Stormy, no, she makes the money when the eyes are not up there. All right. Yeah. Um, also, let me fold in, uh, fold that into this story because I'm being a misogynist pig right now. But you know what? The trans movement is stuffed full. It is brimming with misogynist pig men. It, it is. Men rule the universe in the trans world. Yeah, let me just throw this out. Caitlyn Jenner, we were talking about Caitlyn talking about him uh yesterday he's got a new uh pack uh, uh community or uh uh, 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 uh action political action com- committee to uh, uh work towards uh preventing dudes from competing against girls and girls sports and we talked about this yesterday and uh he he's getting a lot of pushback obviously as he always does from the trans community Uh, and he goes out, he goes, and he's talking about Nike now, uh, giving this, this Dylan Mulvaney piece of crap, you know, they're, they're being their spokesman, the former Bruce Jenner, as someone who grew up in, as someone that grew up in awe of what Phil Knight did, it is a shame to see such an iconic American company go woke. We can't now get this. This is the line. We can be inclusive, but not at the expense of the mass majority of people. And we need to have some decency while being inclusive. That's the line. It says this is an outrage. Uh, and uh, and actually, uh, he starts talking, and this is this is uh, really really uh, interesting. I don't know who Allison Felix is, but I guess she's a track star who had an endorsement deal with Nike. So Nike signs Mulvaney, who is a dude pretending to be a young girl, by the way. Uh, but they cut Allison Felix's original deal by 70%. She's a biological female. Why did they cut her endorsement deal by 70%? She got pregnant. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought in the workplace, uh, if a woman gets pregnant... We're supposed to, uh, it's misogynist to, like, cut her pay or or fire her because she's gotten, remember that argument? Remember that battle? Making sure that women had plenty of maternity leave when back in the days when we actually cared about biological women? So Nike will cut a chick for getting pregnant, pregnant right? Cut a chick from her endorsement deal for getting pregnant which is the the height of misogyny, according to the same people who think it's freaking great. That Dylan Mulvaney, a dude, is is modeling sports bras, even though the guy has no freaking boobs. You know, come on, man. I I think the whole tranny movement is deeply misogynist. How's that make you feel, man? Guys really run the world, don't they? Glass ceiling, my ass. It's still a man's world. It's Dylan's world. 
Anywhere, anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Yeah. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. I'm getting down to it. Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin's coming up at 11. Uh, I'm going to riff on a couple of news stories here, and then we'll probably break. James, we'll probably break a little early for the next break, so I can have a little more extra time on the other side uh, for talking about some Easter stuff, which is kind of the tradition on this show uh, for the past few years. I, I got to talk about Jackie Miller. Uh, Jackie Miller was, and I, I, I didn't have this part of the story this morning because it's, it's only mentioned in the in the the byline of the uh, or the. Uh, uh, headline of the story, but Jackie Miller was a uh, a bus driver, a school bus driver in Ohio. She's resigned. She's going to be all right because somebody started a GoFundMe page for her, and I think she's already made. They've already raised fifty thousand dollars for her or something like that. Uh, she's an Ohio uh, school bus driver. She was in Amherst. And a video surfaced of her losing her ass on the bus. She uh, apparently uh, has uh, some kids on the bus who are just bad kids, and they're always messing with her and picking on her. She has a (laughs) – I'm not laughing at this, but she has some kind of allergy to perfume. And I guess one of the things the kids, especially the girls, would do on this bus – and I can't discern if they're high school kids or if they're – it looks like they're high school kids, middle school, high school. And so they would, like, spray the perfume to make because it makes her cough, makes her wheeze, she can't breathe. And so I guess apparently this happened in late March where one of the kids was spraying perfume. She had to pull over and use her atomizer, you know, her little uh, uh, breathing, you know, the thing that they squirt in their mouths to help them breathe. And then, baby, she unleashed I can't play the video on the air, the audio, because it's so profanity-laden. I'm going to start kicking some blanking serious ass. It's a great video. Look it up. This is March 30th. Uh, and and uh, <laughs> I, I, she says, uh, I, you know, if you watch the video, I'm sick of all this ass. I'm done with it. I'm going to start kicking some blanking serious ass. Do you hear me? And... This next statement, apparently, as soon because the video, some kid was videotaping this, made it online, and people are already making T-shirts that have this statement on it. My foot's going to be so far up your blanking ass, it's going to dangle out your blanking nose. Just said, I've had it. And uh, apparent, uh, again, uh, a person. St- no, I, 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 under- I uh, underestimated. She, the GoFundMe account started by a, somebody that just saw the video, sixty k in like twenty four hours. So she's going to be all right. She resigned. She doesn't apologize for what she said. She says, "I'm sorry that I, I cussed. I'm sorry that it happened that way. But I am not sorry for what I said." And you know why? Because kids today, and here I go, I go, I'm back in the on you know old fart land here. But the kids, they're just a lot of them are just undisciplined punks, man. Could you? I mean, I can't imagine being a school bus driver. We had a school bus driver in my neighborhood when I was in middle school that was an older guy, and the kids were just merciless on that dude. And that was you know a hundred years ago. It's probably a lot worse now. Our, our bus drivers were typically teachers that were doing that as a side job. Oh, wow. Job. It was a side action. So side so we couldn't do anything because they would <laughs> go to the school and then wow. we immediately would get in trouble. But, but now we have this whole attitude where, the ki- you know, you don't want to report. They don't, they don't do anything. They don't discipline them. How many, how many videos have we seen over the past few months where – you know, a bunch of kids will just swarm some other kid, whether on a bus or just at the in the in the uh, at the school, and they'll just stomp the crap out of them. So she'd had enough, and apparently, you know what? Watch the video and tell me you don't watch that video, and that chick is suddenly your hero. The entire stinking generation needs to hear that rant. Just man, how much do you expect me to take?
But I just I do love that line. I actually want to get a T-shirt with that with that line about you know hanging her foot up your ass until <laughs> it comes out your nose. I tell you what, man, don't mess with middle-aged chicks, man, who are upset about stuff. You know what? They're just they ain't taking your crap no more. It's very Red Foreman of that seven show. <laughs> Red Foreman, yes, <laughs> it is. Eric, dumbass. You're a I, that's my one of my favorite words, man. I love using that word, whether it's in reference to me or other people. It just says it all, dumbass. We are going to take a break, then we'll wrap it up with some Easter stuff. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Republican. Democrat. Independent. San Antonio's party station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. 1047. Good Friday. I, I love Easter. I just, I love Easter. I love everything about Easter. I, you know, apart from the from the fact that as far as the Easter story, uh, I believe all that happened exactly as it was described in the, in the four Gospels, which I do believe. I love the Easter story because 2,000-odd years later, Every aspect of the Easter story, you and I are able to apply directly to our lives. Because you know what? And I, I know you've heard me say this before. In, 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 you and I, uh, at some point in our lives, have been every character, every figure in that story. At some point, you know, you've denied God, that you know God because you were afraid. Like Peter, I've done it. Uh, I've done this more times than I care to remember, but at some point, haven't you ever like washed your hands of the responsibility of something bad you did or something bad you allowed to have happen? Just like Pilate. We've all been a parent, you know, like Mary watching something really horrible happen to our kids and being powerless to do anything about it. We've all been there at some point in our lives. And you look at the tomb when Jesus finally gave up his spirit when he died after being humiliated, tortured, and finally executed by people he loved. He loved humans just in general. And he he committed the most stunning act in human history apart from the physical resurrection in that he forgave the people who were murdering him and mocking him. Wow. You say every year I get cheesed off if somebody cuts me off in traffic, right? I won't let that crap go. But this year, I'm, I'm, you know, this year I'm really thinking about the tomb and the three days in what I call the dead world, right? You know, t- Jesus had to go into the tomb, man. He had to go to the wor- he had to go to where the dead exists, where there's no life. And and I've been thinking about this. You know, I, I something my weekend a year ago was uh, dramatically different. My life is dramatically different than what's going on this weekend with me. And I actually kind of told myself I wasn't going to talk about this until it until it had been a year, and today it's been a year. Because um, one year ago, uh, on this day, uh, I, I ended up having a very bad weekend. And um, I, I was, I had just, I, I forget how long before I'd had the reversal operation where the, the bag was removed and I was kind of sort of back to normal. Had a lot of scarring. I had a lot of surgeries while I was in, in the hospital. And on this day, one year ago, I ran out of hydrocodone. Uh, I'd, I prescribed uh, hydrocodone. I'd been on painkillers for four months, you know, and I mean every few hours for four months. In the hospitals, morphine, uh, also we call them Norcos, but the, the hydrocodone pills. You know, and I, I was prescribed this. I took it as a matter of course. I mean, it was just I had pain. I, I, I did have pain and discomfort. Now, by the time I got to Easter, you know, it really wasn't that bad. And I'm telling you this because I, I think it's uh, it's it's important for me to tell this story. I ran out. My prescription ran out on Friday morning, right about now. Uh, well, after I got off the air. About 11 is usually when I would take a pain pill after I got off the air. And I was still working from home. And uh, didn't worry about it. Didn't think about it. I said, well, I don't really have much pain going on here. And I actually had a doctor's appointment scheduled for Monday. So I'm like, well, I'll just if I need it, I'll tell her to refill it. You know, I didn't. I just didn't think about it. 
And by, I'd say, 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon, I was in full-on chemical withdrawal. Uh, Shakes, sweating, couldn't sleep, couldn't eat. I didn't go through it as bad as some people do, but I did go through it for for two days through Easter. Uh, It's probably the worst thing I've ever experienced in my life. Um. The only way I can describe it interiorly, from an interior standpoint, is that every sad and bad thought I've ever had in my life was in my head. It was the most, ah, I've never experienced anything like that. And thankfully, uh, I think Sunday night, my wife was able to find a couple that I'd forgotten I had somewhere or in some bottle I didn't know about. So I was able to take a couple of pills before I got to the doctor. And, uh, and then she put me on a taper-off plan, which is what happened. It took about a month uh, to to wean me off that stuff, and I, I had some other issues. I'll be honest with you. Over the past year, I, I, it was just not an easy year. There was a whole another battle I had to fight after the medical stuff was taken care of. And I'm just being honest with you. And when you are in a place where you are doing something, either something has happened to you that's very very sad and painful, and you really haven't dealt with it, or you have an addiction or you're doing something that's hurting your life and hurting you and hurting your family. It's like being in a tomb. You're not really living. You're in the dead space. You're in a tomb. You're in a crypt, just like Jesus for three days. What I love about the Easter story is that that resurrection thing, even though you and I may not be capable uh, in our faith to raise ourselves physically from being physically dead like Jesus did, we are capable of resurrection. Because at some point when you're living in that dead space, I tell you, and this is what happened to me, I, I just, at some point, I decided I got to get out of here. I got to get out into my life. I got to leave this tomb. I got to roll the stone away. And there's only one way you do that, at least the, the first thing you got to do, is you got to say to yourself, I'm doing this for me. I, I, I want to get out of this tomb. I ain't doing it for my wife. I ain't doing it for Jesus. I ain't doing it for anybody else. Not my friends, not my workplace, nobody. I got to do it for me because I want to resurrect. I want to live again. And when you reach that place, the second thing I would advise anyone to do is to give it up to God because that's what I, I'm just telling you what I did. And I got to a point where I said, I am not going to, I don't want to live this way. I want to stop and I can't do it without you. So I don't know what's going to happen when I walk out of this tomb. I'm going to leave that up to you. Your will be done. And you got to trust absolutely in God. And you got to get up and you got to walk out of that tomb. You got to roll that stone away and you can do it. If you're all, as my brother Trey Ware says, if you're alive and you're still taking breath, you ain't done. If there's life in you, and I, I know what a dead body looks like now. I touched one just about a week ago. If, you, if, you, if you're still alive and your heart's still beating and you're still breathing, you have a resurrection waiting for you. And I got up out of my tomb and I walked out. And the thing about Jesus and God, the love of God is that he really does make everything new. He brings newness. That's why they call it the, the good news. <laughs> That's why Jesus said, I make everything new. Because i tell you what, when you walk out of that tomb, you're going to be living a life you never thought capable you, you, that you were capable of. You're, you're going to be living a life that you never imagined. That's, that's where I am right now. And I'm, I'm a long ways from, from being you know, absolutely great and golden and all that stuff. I got a lot of stuff I got to deal with. But you know what? I love my life right now. You know, I just love being alive, man. I just love going home and watching TV with my wife and going to the H-E-B and all that silly crap that at one point in my life I thought was stupid and inane. And, God, I wish I could go out there and write some great masterpiece or do some great big thing. But you know what? That's not real life. Real life is just going to the H-E-B and buying some guacamole. And uh, I am deeply thankful for where I am right now. And I, I, the only reason I'm, I'm talking about this is because you, if you're there, all right, this is your resurrection. You anytime you want it, because that's the beauty of the story. We we rise from the dead. We rise from our ashes. We leave the tomb, 
And, uh, and, and that's what our God did for us. That's what Jesus brought to us. It, it, not just the actual act of it, but I think more importantly, the lesson of it. And that really, Jesus could have stayed in the tomb. I'm dead. Uh, you know, screw these people. <laughs> they just nailed me to a tree. <laughs> you know, I spent, I spent my whole damn life trying to get these people to love each other. What do they do? They nail my ass to a tree. I'm going to stay right here. I don't want anything to do with this world. I'm going to go back home. But he didn't. What did he do? I'll tell you what he did. He very neatly folded up the cloth they had wrapped him in, left it on the, on the, on the stone there. He rolled that stone away, and I always envisioned that when Jesus rolled that stone away, that sun just hit him, just enveloped in that sunlight, just sunlight, something as simple as just sunlight. And he walked out of there, and he was a new being. He came into his fullness. He, he, he had to die to become his true self in all of its enormity, in all of its humanity, and that's true of you and me too. You and I can do that. You and I can resurrect. You and I can get up and leave that tomb. And I'm telling you right now, if you trust me on this one, it'll work out for you. You'll be just fine. But you got to get up and you got to leave the tomb. Does that make sense? So that's why I love Easter. And I also love the candy. I'll be honest with you. I, have, I love freaking candy. I just love candy, man. I love eating chocolate. I love chocolate. You know, it is kind of funny to me, though, that we, we, we devil eggs at <laughs> Easter time. <laughs> but I love it. I love it. I love eating deviled eggs. I love candy. I love all of it, man. I love the movies. I missed the Ten Commandments last, last Sunday night. I think they showed the Ten Commandments on one of the stations. Oh, I missed happened? it. What happened? How come you missed it? I was watching the Hallmark Channel, dude. Oh, my God. Come on. I'm always watching. I'm either watching baseball, the news, or the Hallmark Channel. Uh, He was cooking a little can of beans. (laughs) God bless you, James. (laughs) I love you very much. I love you, too, very much. I love you, Don. God bless you all. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Get out of that tomb, and we'll see you on Monday. Bye.